Welcome to Neuro Insights, a podcast that gives you insight into the latest research in organizational psychology, workplace well-being, and mental health. I'm Vivian, the Chief Research Officer here at Neuro. And I'm Peter, a researcher and content creator at Neuro, where we create science-based 15-minute micro-learnings for managers to improve mental health in the workplace. Each week, we'll be discussing a new journal article that sheds light on ways to enhance mental health at work, both for you and your team. Let's dive into the research to find out what neuroinsight you could implement today. Okay, today we're talking about this article titled The Influence of Informal Communication on Organizational Identification and Commitment in the Context of High-Intensity Telecommuting. This was written in January of 2010 uh, by Faye and Klein. And if I was to use English for what I just said, it would be chit-chat and how that affects the way you identify yourself with the company, your commitment to it. And we'll talk about job satisfaction as well today. This is in the sphere of telecommuting. So remote work has only increased in the pandemic and the after effects have been that more and more people want that opportunity to work from home. Uh, whether that be one day or every day, more and more people want that option. And so what's happening is we're getting this increase of dependence on technology, but we're getting a decrease in social interactions. People are no longer in the office, and so they can't pick up social cues, body language. And this article goes into various uh, important details. I'm trying to reduce it so it's a little bit more simple. But basically, when you walk through the office, you can tell informally who is busy, who is not busy, who's frustrated, who's happy. And uh, we need all of these little cues to tell us who's important in the office, who's, who's running things, who can I talk to, who can I confide in. But we don't get those cues when we move online. And the way we uh, disseminate this sort of information is through chit-chat. And when we uh, work remotely, we rely heavily on chit-chat. Right. And it's interesting to note that this article was written in 2010. So this is much before the pandemic. And they were looking at the effects of remote work on your commitment to the organization and the role that small talk plays in that. And I think the findings of the study are even more important as managers think about how do I now relate to my remote workers? What kind of challenges are they going through? And what does this mean for my organization? So the two research questions that they were mainly focusing on were, number one, how does small talk between coworkers affect your commitment to the organization and job satisfaction? So how much you like your job? And they looked at the topics that you that you talk about with your coworker, how much you talk about them. And then the second big research question was, how much does liking your coworker play into this interaction? So does it make a difference whether or not you like the person you're having small talk with? Does it play a role in mediating this effect between small talk and commitment to organization and job satisfaction. So these are the two main research questions. And in terms of their method, they sent out surveys to 112 people from very diverse workplace sectors and asked them 
think about a typical day in your work, how often do you talk about family or sports or uh, gossip? And then based on all these different conversation topics, the researchers then categorized them into positive social interactions. So this could be joking, telling stories, comforting, or negative interactions. So this included complaining, gossiping. They also asked, how much do you like your coworkers? And how much are you committed to your organization? And how much do you like your job? And based on these responses, they then did some regression analyses and looked at the relationship between the types of small talk, coworker liking, and their effect on the two major outcomes that they were looking at, the organizational commitment and job satisfaction. So let's talk a bit about the, the findings from this paper. Yeah, so what they found was that um, this might make intuitive sense to us, but um, this is a study, is that when you enjoy the conversation, the small talk, then you enjoy your coworker. But they also found that if you enjoy the coworker, you also enjoy the small talk. Now, this comes into play when uh, you don't like your coworker. If you uh, complain to someone that you don't like, it has no effect on your job satisfaction or your uh, organizational commitment. But what they found was that uh, when you like your coworkers, then you're committed to the organization. You might not necessarily like your job. Now, what they were surprised by was the topics. The topics that they thought would matter was sharing about your family, how the weekend went, those sort of things. But they found that that didn't necessarily um, affect your job satisfaction nor your commitment to the organization. But what did have an effect on both satisfaction and commitment was complaining. And this was pretty counterintuitive since complaining or gossiping is a negative interaction but they explained it in the paper as a form of bonding and a form of feeling safe enough to vent and to, to share an experience that you both are going through that you may not necessarily enjoy, but in sharing this burden, you feel more able to be yourself, perhaps. Yeah, so their conclusions or recommendations were that managers need to promote informal relationships between coworkers. Now they're uh, looking at the fact that it's not a uh, superior supervisor and subordinate relationship. They're just talking about coworker to coworker. And what they found was that it could just be that one relationship where you can openly share and vent with someone that you like can keep you committed to the organization. This really comes into play when you think of teleworking, where people might feel very distant from the organization. They might not really have anything to do with it. They just sit in their living room, log on, log off of this company. Now, it doesn't really matter if they have one or two people they can share with. And this really ties to what we've been discussing in terms of loneliness and the effect that loneliness has on your engagement at work and productivity even just having one chat partner whom you can talk to and share and vent, I think greatly reduces loneliness at work, especially for being a remote worker. And I think that would bring about all the positive effects of feeling like you belong and feeling like 
you can stay at this organization versus leave. And really what they're coming to is they're saying, hey, we have findings that are showing, do you want your employees to have job satisfaction? Do you want them to have commitment to the organization? Well, stop putting all this effort in all these other things, promoting your values, make them come to this workshop. No, they just need some informal relationships where they can share safely, venting and saying negative things about the company without having a negative effect on you or any kind of retribution as a coworker is really powerful. It keeps you resilient in hard times. Um, look, every job, you got to get paid to do something. You're not there for fun uh, all the time. Now, when you have someone to commiserate with, to share these things, you grow closer together and you're like, this is worth it to me to be here because I can get through it with these other people. Mm -hmm, right. And I think that's what Neuro is trying to do really is create the safe space for managers to share their challenges and to, and to vent and to share things that they may not be able to share with other people. As we say, you know, managers need other managers. They need to have coworkers, a peer-to-peer -peer sort of relationship and not necessarily always be talking to someone higher or lower than them. They need to have people at their level with whom they can share. There was some language within this article which talked about remote workers. They uh, reported feelings of isolation, invisibility, and limited identification with their companies and colleagues. Managers are also people who feel very isolated at times because when they have people that come to them, but they have no one to share that's at their same level, they feel uh, an intense amount of isolation. So what if we brought coworkers together, manager to manager, to share about these things, uh, a place where they can complain without having retribution, and then also have it be constructive? I mean, we're an educational environment. We're teaching as we go, as well as cross-pollinating, getting other managers to chip in their experience. It's something that we all need. Right. Yeah, and I think the last conclusion I would draw from this study was that not all interactions are equal in that sometimes when a manager thinks, okay, now I want to have my employees interact informally. Let's just send them to a happy hour and order beer and everything will be okay. And it's like, well, just having a happy hour isn't really going to solve everything because if people just talk on the surface and, you know, just talk about, oh, my, my son goes to football or my daughter does ballet, it, it doesn't really enhance the relationship as much as being vulnerable and sharing things that require a psychologically safe environment that effect of that sharing is much more powerful than just ordinary small talk. And I think that's a really powerful finding from the study. And it really gives motivation for managers to think critically about, am I creating that space for people to share things that are hard? Yeah, and I think you have to have a certain level of security to think, oh, I'm going to send off my employees to be somewhere where I can't hear what they're saying but I want to promote uh, relationships between them that go beyond the surface of family talk, but they can talk about their issues, what they like, what they dislike, what they desire. Um, we need to be promoting these kind of relationships. Right. And one very practical thing to end with in the paper, they, they gave a recommendation of a beef council where you hold a council where everyone is allowed to share their beef. And 
without this is without repercussion you don't have to necessarily give a constructive solution but it really is a, a chance for them to speak up and to vent and you actually are welcoming that the power of complaining <laughs> you know i just kept thinking of uh jerry seinfeld uh, you know the show seinfeld and one of my favorite characters is george costanza so really, this research is promoting uh, a festivus. We should all have a organizational festivus where we can uh, celebrate an airing of grievances and how people have disappointed us this year. No, it's it's not all that negative. Uh, it's more about uh, being able to uh, share in what other people are going through and being vulnerable in a safe space, uh, but getting real. Yeah. And that's something that we can all uh, all all appreciate. That's great. Thanks, Peter. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>